Welcome to the Rush Hour Fitness Podcast. This is episode number 38. I'm your host, Terry, and your co-host, Malcolm, here. Hey, guys, what's going on? So today we have a special guest. Uh, we have our man, Jared uh, Hamilton, not Jared DeCandia yeah, not from the last time um, when we talked about keto. So uh, just a little background about Jared ha- Hamilton. Um, I don't know too much about Jared, so he'll discuss more about his uh, background and um, what he does in terms of his work. Uh, but I follow him on Instagram uh, for a while now, and he's, I guess you call him the, the king of inf- infographs. <laughs> he has, like, every single infograph you can think does. of. Every single infograph you can think of. Yeah, sure. and uh, which has been really helpful, not just uh, for me, but for a lot of, you know, my clients that need something simple to look at in terms of understanding some, you know, fitness or nutrition advice or tips that I may give them. So it's very simple, straight to the point. And uh, it's been really helpful for just not me, uh, but also my clients as well. So let's get him on here, and uh, we're gonna interview him, and we're gonna discuss about a variety of topics about fitness and nutrition. Hope you guys enjoy this one. Welcome to the podcast, Jared. Uh, welcome to Rush Hour Fitness. Uh, I'm Terry, and this is Malcolm, of course. We're the host of the podcast, and I just want to welcome you in terms of uh, taking the time to come onto the podcast and answering some questions for us, and also doing this interview. I know you're, you have a busy schedule, so uh, let's get started here, Jared. Um, let's talk about uh, just how you got into fitness, uh, you know, what transitioned you uh, into, you know, just being on Instagram, you know, putting out these great infographs, got you into helping people change their their lives in terms of fitness. Yeah, for sure. Um, so basically what happened was, uh, you know, I got, in, I got into to coaching and training people when I was when I started a lot younger, um, basically when I was, when I was a little bit younger, I got heavily involved in martial arts and then that led to, uh, me teaching people there and, uh, my first coaching job and that kind of thing. I found out I really enjoyed teaching and working with people. Then when I went to college, I studied, um, kinesiology and there were some trainer courses and things like that. And that's when I really found out that I absolutely loved working with people and coaching and training people. So, uh, for about the past seven years or so, uh, I've been pretty well, for the most part, a uh, strictly one-on-one coach in person. And But over the past couple of years, I've transitioned into more of the online world where I've started mm-hmm. uh, coaching people all over the planet. And it's been, it's yeah. been pretty cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm, you have any questions for Richard? Uh Question, though. So at the moment right now, what kind of like um, routine – are you like following as far as like exercise goes? Like for um, I know. like for my for my personal one. Yeah, you're on like personal routine. Like, what do you like? What do you do? Like, um, like how many days with you do you lift, or how many days with you exercise? Um, and like, what does it entail? So for my my routine that what that that I do on the day to day right now, I train right about five six days a week right now. Um, right now I've got like a push different like push pull leg split. Um, and I okay. still uh, dabble in martial the martial art world, so I so I play around with some Brazilian jiu jitsu about two three times a week, but okay. um, otherwise everything I do is primarily strength training uh, and things like that. Nutrition wise, uh, nutrition wise, pretty well uh, stick to just you know being careful what kind of calorie intake I'm taking in, watching my protein intake, having a good balance of healthy carbs, healthy fats, um, and still making sure you know I enjoy everything. So sure, sure, okay. Um, what got you into like um, into lifting? Uh, I just loved it. Like, um, I mean, I started lift. Li- I started lifting when I was a, a teenager, and I just enjoyed it. It became a hobby for me, uh, an outlet. And then the more I learned about the body and how the body works, the more fascinated I became. And 
and it was just kind of like a little addiction from then on out. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, Jared. Uh, I know for most of our listeners, um, they don't really follow you on Instagram. So I, I just want to give a brief description of what you do on Instagram and the infographs that you create. And, um, you know, you really do give a lot of good, um, you know, content out there in terms of giving simple advice, but for everyday individuals, like for some of our clients that, uh, that come into the gym and, you know, they're new to training, they may not know about it. So the infographs you give are, are great. Uh, if you want to just describe how do you get into creating these infographs for your Instagram page and, you know, what, what got you started in terms of creating these? So uh, in terms of the infographics that, that have caught on pretty well and that go over really well, um, it's all about uh, solving, solving problems. The only reason someone would, would ever on planet Earth work with somebody like you guys or myself in like the fitness coaching as, um, aspect or asking an expert for help is if there's a problem. That's the right. only reason people ever honestly pay any money on the planet or mm-hmm. um, do anything is to solve a problem. And right. I'm sure as you guys can tell in the fitness industry and weight loss industry, everything is overcomplicated, like ridiculously, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course. that was the thing with the infographics is I wanted to take pro- basically um, in every problems that I see on the daily basis, whether it be um, something that's blatantly wrong, like eating late at night makes you fat or um, workout tips or execution tips or um, honestly, whatever the deal is like, hey, you, you can still enjoy your life and lose fat, like things like that. Uh, I just took different problems that I see and that most people overcomplicate and found a way to simplify it in one little bitty picture. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is great. I think um, for some of your infographs, you know, I like to repost them a lot on my Insta story, even share with my clients because, uh, you know, simple information can be complicated for for others. But it, just breaking it down to like a simple picture or a simple uh, quotes or, you know, simple data that they could just look at and say, wow, like, I didn't know it was that simple. Mm-hmm. And I, you definitely, I definitely agree in terms of like how it, on social media, a lot of people try to complicate things, even with like workouts. Uh, we had a podcast about um, Instagram workouts and how, you know, these influencers or people that are on Instagram sometimes try to make it seems like you have to do these complicated workouts and these insane workouts in order to, to see some uh, results in terms of your body changing. But at the end of the day, just doing something simple in terms of like a simple push-pull leg routine or uh, just some of those simple infographs you put up your, yourself in terms of those basic exercises and just having a, you know, a, a basic progression of those exercises is definitely will help in the long run for, for a lot of people. For sure. Definitely. Um, I have another question. So, like, I know there's, like, whole, a lot of different um, kinds of, like, diets out there. There's keto, um, intermittent fasting, IF, IF there, uh, there's um, paleo. Like, what do you feel like yours is, like, the closest to as far as, like, how you approach um, your, your diet every, every single day? Do you feel like it's more on a basic level of just um, being on a calorie deficit? Or do you feel like you stick to macros more? Or do you feel like you try and uh, stick to more foods that are like uh, um, uh, less processed foods? Or would you say it's a combination of everything? Um, that's a really good question. Um, I would say my personal one is kind of a combination of everything because uh, I don't feel that there's ever really a need to marry a, one specific system and make it your identity and Instagram bio. Like, um, right. I feel like it's it's... Uh, different diet systems are simply just tools. It's like, I don't use a drill to hammer a nail and I don't use a mm-hmm. hammer to screw in a, to screw in a screw. 
a hammer is meant to hit things and a screw and a, and a drill is meant to screw things. And mm. a lot of the ways with dieting, in my opinion, that it's all just tools. Um, and it, a lot of people, I think, make it a little bit too complicated where they have to make that identity or that, that, um, that diet, their identity, like keto, where they have yeah. to literally put it all the way down to their Instagram bio and hashtag keto everywhere they go. Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous, you know, you know, like, like for the, like to give an example for your listeners, like, um, like I live and die by the rules of fat loss. Like I don't care what diet it is, but if you're in a calorie surplus, keto food will not get you shredded. If you're eating yeah, yeah. more than your body mm-hmm. burns or you yeah. could have a completely vegan unprocessed or um, vegan and organic diet but if you still eat like c- copious amounts of 10,000 calories a day and celery and peanut butter, you're still going to yeah. be fat. So, exactly, yeah, yeah. So, for, exactly. so for me, I, I follow the fat loss rules. If I'm wanting to lose fat, calorie deficit, um, mm-hmm. and then macro, but, but macro, but then where do macros come in? So your body in my, the way that I teach your body needs all three protein, fats, and carbs, protein being the mm-hmm. most important. So I still keep my protein, pretty heavy uh, around 200 ish grams a day mm-hmm. uh, but and then i've seen studies uh they're they right they're right now there's some really good studies out showing if there is even any benefit to a, a carb dense diet or a fat dense diet and there's really no benefit whatsoever so uh, your body needs both of them so i'd be sure to have a good amount of carbs and fats but then there's some concepts with other diets that, that i'll use like for example on the weekends i tend to um, go out to eat, go to cookouts, be a human. So yeah. there's yeah, times yeah. that I'll almost adopt like an intermittent fasting style where I may not eat till three in the afternoon. And that because I know I'm going to go slam 1200 calories out to eat with friends that night. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Um, hundred percent. Like, um, you know, just being able to plan in advance of like what you're eating throughout the day. Like if you know you're eating out in the weekend, then, you know, ahead of time during that day, you could, you could do intermittent fasting on the weekend and eat less. And then because, you know, you could be eating like, let's say a burger at night with your friends mm-hmm. and you know, having some drinks. So just, I think adapting different types of uh, diets out there and just creating what works best for yourself. Uh, for a lot of our listeners out there, um, you know, just finding what works for you. Cause a lot of time people see, like you said, people who are just one-sided with either like hashtag keto, hashtag, intermittent fasting or hashtag vegan and they feel like you know they have to do that diet in order to see good results because they 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 feel like everything they've been doing hasn't been working for them yep absolutely very sure very good i think um yeah and and then my question for you in terms of um uh, in terms i know you train a lot of people and now that's online um how do you deal with clients who are having issue in terms of you know trying to just break through that that wall um i guess mental mentally in terms of getting through and focusing on their diet or whether it be diet or the exercise in general how do you um you know motivate them and you know try to break that wall for them well it, it all comes down to what what problem are they trying to solve you know it, it, the only reason you know that that there be an issue is if there's a problem that is not solved so a lot of it is actually finding out what that problem is. So if someone, if someone, let's say, isn't consistent and they just can't help but overeat, well, that's one specific problem. And it may take, you know, a balance of between communication on both of our parts um, and just figuring out what's causing that. What's the stressor? What's the trigger? What's the pattern 
and then finding what breaks that pattern. And that's different for every person on the freaking planet. Um, yeah. But a lot, but a lot of it is, um, I think where a lot of people go wrong with a lot of that stuff is they try to do too much at once. They try to uh, train seven days a week, do cardio twice or four days a week. They try to uh, marry keto, take 18 supplements, take a spin mm-hmm. class and do CrossFit. Like they, that's just way right. too much stuff um, mm-hmm. versus uh, I believe we can only truly change one, maybe two paradigms at a time. And then, mm-hmm. and, and honestly, changing one or two at a time is enough to usually cause a catalyst of change. And sure, it's a exactly. Of waiting till those become a habit, and chances are progress will start to slow about then. Then finding one to two more and changing those. Because I'll have, I, I think us as people are naturally inclined to want to do more. You'll, you'll see, yeah, you know, so many course, people, yeah. they're starting to eat right, they're starting to train, but then they want to just make things way more complicated. And I can't tell you how many clients of mine where I'm like slowing them down. I'm like, no, I don't want you counting calories yet. No, I don't want you doing this. You're doing progress with, you're getting mm-hmm. crazy progress with, with doing next to nothing. Why fix what's right. not broken, you know? Right. Because that- I, I think a lot of it also has to do with setting proper expectations. I was having a conversation with one of my coaching guys the other day who's seeing yeah. astronomical progress. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I know you're wanting to change a bunch of stuff extra right now and you're going progress is crazy, but you're going to fall on your face here soon. It will not, you, you can't lose six inches every two weeks for the rest of your life. You'll disappear. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I like how you put that where you said that you can change some change one or two things and you make a huge, make a huge change uh, somewhere else, you know? So like everybody has like a, a vice or something that, they seem to not be able to give up, you know, so like whether it's, you know, like soda or like, you know, snacking, having like a donut here at work every single day or having like uh, or not eating. I mean, not sleeping eight hours or, or stressing too much. If you change one of those, you'll see like a huge change mm-hmm. in like in a lot of their goals. You know, there's there's something that everybody has that they just really can't, you know, seem to shake or just it's been, they've been doing the same thing for years and years. And then. You know, that one day or that one week or that one month, you just tell them, like, okay, try not doing this. And then out of nowhere, like, oh, look, I lost five pounds or I lost this, you know. And it's like you just change one thing and then now they're they're really now – now the ball's rolling now. You know, I like how you put that because I've done that before with, you know, one of my other clients where I told them, okay, like, try not having soda. You know, I know you have, you know, 12 ounces of soda a day or, or 16, whatever, whatever it was. And then he just stopped. And then out of nowhere, he just said – just started – Every single week, he just had a, saw a new low of weight loss every mm-hmm. single week. And one of those things where, you know, most of everybody, like, I look at us and we look at it as, like, you know, we have no problem doing that, doing that, doing that. You know, like me, like me, you, Terry, like, we don't have any, any problems saying, okay, well, I can't have this. All right, well, get, I'll get that up. You know, I know that's the problem. So that's, the, that's how we solve the problem for them. They look at it as, like, you know, the worst thing is very emotional for them. And then yeah, once yeah. we get to, get get it across to them that that's stopping them and then they see that see it there and then like i said it just the ball starts rolling from there you know for sure yeah yeah i definitely agree in terms of um just starting something simple because sometimes you don't give too many things to a client or people who are listening uh, especially people who are listening to our podcast who, who are some of our clients and also who are listening for information um you know try not to start yourself with too high expectation, like what Jared said, you know, try to start with just one thing you change, whether it be tracking your weight, you know, that may be the first step. And try not to jump right into doing five different things like tracking your weight, you know, 
starting macro tracking right away because some people they don't need to track macro to start off with because it might be too overwhelming for them mm-hmm. and they end up just uh you know ending up just binging and saying like oh this this pop tart fits my macro let me just have like four to five of them <laughs> in a day and, and they end up just having a ton of sugar and they don't understand that tracking your macros mean eating like 80 to 90 percent of whole foods and the rest is like when you could have like simple treat at night like for example maybe one pop tart in comparison to five sure yep Absolutely. So, Jerry, when you first uh, started um, into this, is there was there something that you like gravitated towards as far as like diet goes? Like, was there something that you that kind of caught your eye, and then you kind of like you know shifted gears from there? Um, I the the gym that I train out of uh, is very bodybuilding esque, uh, okay. versus like a YMCA or like a performance center or something. So, uh, for the longest time, I I thought I had to bodybuild and because everyone around me was bodybuilders. Everybody was mm-hmm. talking about competitions and eating perfectly clean and um, walking around with their coolers everywhere they go and uh, <laughs> cheat day, have you know, cheat day fanatics. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. and it was, you know, chest and tries back and buys legs, shoulders and abs. Like it was the, the normal bro splits. Um, that was the first thing. Like I naturally, like, I, even though I, I, I don't, classify myself as a bodybuilder i still love the sport of bodybuilding um i got bodybuilding yeah. coaching clients um i still go to shows and just watch um uh, but do i think i'm ever gonna hop on a stage I, probably not but um for the longest time i thought i had to be a bodybuilder to see the results i wanted when mm-hmm. that wasn't the case and i see honestly a lot of people feel the same way they they, they think they have to do what bodybuilders do to you know to look good naked but they don't bodybuilding is the extreme of the extreme of the extreme. But so I naturally to answer your question, I naturally gravitated towards bodybuilding. So every meal was chicken, rice and broccoli, essentially. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Make sure every two hours, put a yeah. stopwatch on. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bro, I'm going catabolic, man. Yeah. 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 It's definitely true. Especially for a lot of general pop people that we work with. Like, yeah. Um, you know, they, a lot of them, they don't even need to be bodybuilding. A lot of them, they have, you know, instability or some type of, you know, upper cross syndrome, some type of posture issue. And at the end of the day, bodybuilding is not going to help solve that. And I feel like they need, you know, a more, more functional, more sure. uh, full body routine in terms of helping them solve their issues instead of, you know, hammering one body part and destroying themselves where they can't even go to work. Yeah. The next day. Dude, I, I see that all the time. I'll see people like, I'll be like, I'll see people that are um, like, let's say 50 to 70 pounds overweight and they're doing, and they have arm days. Like, that's not going to Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, how much calories are you burning on that arm? Yeah. <laughs> like, you could add two inches to your arms and it won't mess with your your BMR at all versus add, exactly. add, add some str- just overall strength to your legs or back or your mm-hmm. just overall output power. But arm days and shoulder days are not going to help. Exactly. That's funny. As, as of right now, like, Terry's getting ready for uh bodybuilding show as well. So, speaking of oh. chicken and rice and broccoli, yeah, yeah. he's like a uh, – he was talking to me earlier about how like how boring boring it can be you know like yeah. it's you know, i mean i'm i mean i'm not following just chicken and rice but uh it's not too but it's, it's, yeah i try to make it as flexible as i can make it you know in terms mm-hmm. of enjoying all different types of food and you know just trying to make it fun instead of just following that simple rules of eating chicken and rice right yeah uh in terms of um you know your goals right now any future goals you have for yourself um you know, I know we're going a little off topic here in terms of fitness, but any goals you have for yourself in terms of uh, future goals for your business, um, what you're trying to accomplish with the, the Instagram page as well and your coaching? 
Uh, I mean, I've got I've got some specific business goals, like like uh, like any good business to have, like let's say let's say a annual income goal, and in, like this year at the end of next year, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I've got those goals of, of just overall business growth. Um, still, uh, the biggest goal I want uh, I want to get completely online. Um, I'm still completely I'm, online. Okay. I'm, I'm honestly um, like I like I said, I've just transitioned online in the past about year and a half ago ish, and okay. I would like to be pretty well about ninety nine percent online. Uh, I've don't get me wrong. One of my favorite things in the world is coaching people hands-on one-on-one every rep, every set, but uh, it's not scalable. I can't help as many people. Like, dude, I've done, I've done the thing where I've played the game where I've been at the gym at four 30 in the morning and coach people till nine o'clock at night. Um, It's cool. Money's cool, but I I don't see my family. Um, I'm not, I can't help as many people literally like I'm strapped to about a 12 hour day. And uh, that 12 people is not very many. To help versus, you know, in the online space, I can help thousands. Like I've got, dude, I've got a couple of programs in place. Literally, I can help as many people as I can get my hands on, um, and and that's the goal is is to is to help as many people as we can. I think Jim Rohn said it best: is if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want. Sure, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely, I agree with that one. Do you have any like um any like fitness goals of yours that you want to accomplish? Yeah, um, I'm. Uh, right now I'm in the middle of a very, very light leaning out phase. Um, just trying to cut, just cut weight just a little bit. Um, but no, nothing too extreme by any means. Uh, right now I'm right. Otherwise my current stuff I'm working on right now is getting my, all my overall strength numbers up in terms of like, um, squat, deadlift, overhead press, bench press, but while very slowly decreasing my body fat a little bit more. So, sure. Okay. All right. What was the, what was like the, uh, like, where was your uh, starting, like, weight-wise? Um, and then, like, as far as the weight you are now, like, like as far as, like, at your heaviest and then, like, from now. And, like, how long did it take you? So, um, it's actually pretty interesting because I was actually prepping for a bodybuilding show last year that I was – I thought well, – because I, when I thought I was a bodybuilder, right, when I thought okay. I wanted okay. to, to, to do a bodybuilding show, I yeah, found yeah. myself being a fat trainer at a, a solid 225 and not as much muscle as I thought I had. Okay. And okay. I was I, – I had, like, an oh, shit moment where I'm like, oh – damn like i'm a fat trainer this isn't right people are people i'm like people are paying me to teach them how to lose fat and i have a paper plate face like <laughs> were you uh were you like a dirty bulging just eating whatever you want uh yeah kind of yeah i mean i'm like hey I, I i'm a big dude i'm kind of strong i can eat kind of whatever i want but um which is not the way to do it so but then i had my sights set on a bodybuilding show I, my buddies convinced me to me and like four other good friends of mine were all going to do a bodybuilding show together so it was like yeah yeah it was it was it was dope so um i had no idea i had as much fat as i did and i ended up drop going from 225 to about 176 ish wow, okay. uh, and i was getting down to the wire in terms of my my prep so uh it got pretty shitty there towards the end because I was like super deficiting to try to make up for lost time, which is never a good idea. I was dumb to yeah, do that. Yeah. Um, but at my lightest, I got to like 170. My body loves 200. My body loves 200 pounds. I feel good around then. So um, I actually, though, I, I did that prep wrong, just being completely honest. I did it wrong. And I think, and I lost a lot of uh, strength and it took me forever to come out of it. So I've been, uh, so over this past year, um, I've been just trying to slowly gain. Uh, I don't have any idea, honestly, where my scale is at. I, I weigh around 200 right now, but I want to slowly lean up just a little bit more. So, oh, wow. so you never, so you never, uh, so you you have never like uh, 
actually like did the show or stepped on stage? Nope, I was not. I wasn't ready. I um, I, okay. I have a, a buddy of mine who is a, an IFBB pro over in Canada. Who um, mm-hmm. uh, so in, if you, you guys are no familiar with the bodybuilding world, he actually beat Flex Lewis once. My buddy Troy. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah, his name is Troy Brown. He's a he's a good dude. You guys should follow him. Um, he'd be a good okay, one to sure. get on your podcast too. Um, yeah, yeah. He uh, awesome. Uh, but he uh, I I basically asked him I. I as if he was my coach, I sent him pictures and I'm like, dude, is this enough time in like the, the next eight weeks? And he very kindly said, you know, man, you're in a good spot, but eight weeks is a little tight. I would set your sights on a different show and things like that. So I got you. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, in terms of like, I guess tips for uh, our other listeners who listen, like we also have trainers as well. who listen to this podcast. Um, I guess what's your best advice? Because I know you're you're growing on Instagram, and I and I've noticed your growth on Instagram. Uh, I've been following you ever since you had uh, even, and now you have what like twenty nine point six k. So yeah, I mean you had like uh, when I was following, you, I think you had like ten k. Yeah. So definitely saw a big <laughs> growth for you. So congratulations, for that, that. And, and all the work you've been putting onto your Instagram. Thank you. Um, what are your tips for I guess people who are new to training, like who are becoming trainers? Um, what are your tips for them to be successful in this field and in, I guess industry as well? For for people that are actually coaches? Yes, people who are actually Got coaches. Because we do have trainers to, and coaches that listen to our podcast as well. Got it. Um, honestly, the best thing is, number one, actually, no matter what, always give a shit about your client, not just their wallet. Um, mm-hmm, right. Let, for it, like, it, it astounds me how many coaches um, do not actually care about the well-being of their client. They only care if their payment went through. And don't get me wrong, like, yeah, your, your client's, have to pay it's how we provide for our families and um and things like that but there you still have to care more than just their wallet um truly caring about your clients and doing whatever possible even if it's not always scalable um i've had clients i have clients who every week i would have to hop on extra phone calls just to work through extra issues or i would have to um one of my one of my guys right now for his job he uh he's on the road a lot so i went and Mm. did homework on his favorite seven restaurants and found him the best food for him to eat for his goals like there's stuff like that where you have to be willing to go the extra mile and serve your client we're here to serve Uh, Mm um but then never stop being a student uh no matter uh, no matter what how much how smart you are how smart you think you are you do not know it all and you've got to keep learning every freaking day, every single day. You've got to keep, keep learning, going to seminars, buying books, investing in yourself, in your own brain. Always, mm-hmm. always, always, always. I, I like that one. I like the whole uh, learning one. Um, you know, cause there are, cause there are people who we know who, uh, you know, who, who are peers, you know, who, I guess you can say like, don't really uh, look at us as like, I guess the best way of putting it is like they don't look at us as someone they can learn from. They only they only look at people who they can learn from are people who are uh, who are, are smarter than them by just by like looking at more followers or looking at more people who know them. But in reality, like you can learn from every single person around you, every single person that's in that's in your circle. Sure. You know, so it's very it's very important. I like how you said that because I've always I've, there are people who there are people who we who me and Terry look up to who constantly tune into our podcast. You know, and it's and it's very like you know, it goes to show that like, you know, you don't really like know everything. There's always room for for growth, always room for improvement, always room to like to be able to learn something. You know, well, and I like that. And that, that's the thing is because of things like that is you got you got to stay humble and keep that ego aside because I can't tell you how many times 
in my career because of one new thing I learned, it changed my entire philosophy on coaching and training and yeah. physiology mm-hmm. and nutrition and things like that, that like to, to basically be willing to swallow a giant ass pill where you're like, wow, I was teaching that wrong for seven years. I've, I've, I've had those moments where like I'd see right, a time right. hop on Facebook of a post I made from like five years ago. And I'm like, wow, I was fucking retarded. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but, but most people aren't willing to say, to say that most people aren't willing to say, wow, I learned this. This is the new information presented to me. That's my new standard. I, I was wrong. Yeah. I, you know, you should, you have, you have to be willing to change a way of thinking because you're going to reach as you study and learn, you're going to learn more things that you're going to be like, wow, I was completely wrong about that and be willing to change and, and move forward and evolve. Sure. Yeah. Especially with the, the fitness field and the industry itself, like things are always changing, new, new studies, mm-hmm. new types of training, you know, new types of diets out there. So as a coach and people who are listening to our podcast, who are coaches and trainers are becoming trainers, you know, always be up to date with the information, even though, if it may not serve your client right now, it might serve a future client in the, you know, that you might yep. obtain later down the road. And being a coach is all about, you know, using the different tools you have and, and creating the, the best, you know, type of tool that, um, that you create out of the different types of tools you have and create one ultimate tool in order to help your client, whatever the issue may be. Because sure. I feel like a lot of times people stick to one type of method of training or one type of diet, like we mentioned earlier. And they get so conformed to that type of training and diet. And that's how they train all their clients, right? But in reality, you should always have some type of new way of training your clients or, uh, you know, adjustments you can make here and there that could help really personalize or specifically help achieve that client's goal. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. All right. So um, thanks, Jared, for uh, coming on to this podcast. We'll conclude it off there. Uh, before you leave, we definitely want to – give you your recognition and uh, give give your time to tell the people where they can follow you uh, in terms of your Instagram, your Twitter, your Facebook, everything you got, even your podcast. Just yeah, for sure. Uh, give yourself your shout out. Awesome. I appreciate that. Well, for, well, first yeah. of all, thank you guys so much for having me on. Uh, um, I really, yeah. really, really appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, we definitely want you back on in, uh, in a future episode of course. Right for future topics. All right. Yeah. I'd love, I'd love to. Um, as far, as far as where you can find me, if, if, you know, those of you, of you, those of you who are listening kind of like what I'm saying or want to learn more or whatever, um, easiest place to find out kind of what my, I'm about, my philosophies and stuff like that is over on my Instagram. Cause I've got about, you know, a good two years worth of infographics up right now. Um, so my Instagram is at real Jared Hamilton. Um, uh, my, uh, my podcast is called the Hamilton trained podcast and it's, um, you can find that on any platform. Um, but otherwise, those are the two best spots to, to find me is my Instagram, my podcast, or I answer all emails, um, jared at hamiltontrained.com. So. All right. Awesome. Yeah. And then we'll create a post, uh, you know, with your your podcast on there as well. And um, we'll put all your information in that post. So everyone awesome. who's following that. and listening to sure. our podcast could have access to you uh, for your great infographs. <laughs> sure. Awesome. All right, great, uh, Jared. Uh, so uh, we'll talk in the future. We definitely have you in future podcasts. Uh, for the listeners out there, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Uh, this is definitely a special episode because we never really had anyone outside uh, from our circle on our podcast. So this is the the first one, and uh, you know you're the first one here, Jared, awesome. to be on the podcast that's uh, outside of our circle. Yeah, awesome. I appreciate that. All right. Yeah, we appreciate you for your time, and uh, thanks for coming on. Right. Absolutely. Right, Take Jared. care, guys. All right, you too, man. <laughs>